Welcome to this week's episode of the Perceptive Readers, a podcast series made in the Product of Culture, aka Parkbooks website's office. Hi, I'm James. The good things are going to happen in prophecy in spite of what man or anybody else does. Hi, Perceptive Readers. Welcome to this podcast this week. Today, I want to talk about a subject that deals with uh, uh, events in the world, the environment in the world. And before I even do that, I wonder if some of you actually remember uh, me telling you of an account. And this was years ago. Uh, that I talked about this maybe only once on the podcast, but it was some years ago. And on uh, top of that being some time ago, uh, it was during that time period where I even talked about a prophecy here and there that I haven't really, you know, talked about since. It's been some time as far as, you know, on the podcast or what have you or in depth. And I'm not going to go so much into in-depth now. Uh, one thing I want to tell you is I heard something recently um, and I read something recently, something that I, I posted in another area. And I know it probably got some people to thinking or wondering, OK, how can he say this when you know all of this is happening over here or there? And it does have to do with things that I've read, you know, about prophecy in the good book. And since, uh, you know, I don't uh, talk about it on the podcast as much uh, anymore, it's probably, you know, really been a while, like I said, really going to in depth. Um, you know, at times past, I might uh, say, hey, since it's been this long of a time, maybe I better go do my research and look it up again. But then they'll notice how my marketing mind is thinking now. Well, I said, this is what I'm going to do. Even though it's been a while since I talked about uh, this one prophecy, uh, specifically, uh, if I do make a mistake or leave out something, then maybe somebody uh, right away uh, tag me on minds.com forward slash crypto. <laughs> Get that plug in uh, and say, James, what did you say about this verse again? I don't think that's right. And so uh, anything to get the conversation started, I'm just letting you know up front. So, okay. Uh, well, what is that prophecy? Well, well give me a, another few moments, please. Uh, enlightened one or enlightened ones uh, that I'm going to uh, uh, talk to. You know, I've known uh, persons who were very, you know, uh, close to me, very, very close to me, uh, that uh, they are not uh, in, you know, some of the faiths uh, that I've been in or, you know, once again, or ascribe to or teachings or what have you. And yet at the same time, they have a lot of deeply uh, held spiritual knowledge and beliefs, you see. And so even though there is a, a disagreement on the essence of God, you see himself, who God really is. And I, I, when I'm talking about essence, I mean, not only the personality, 
but even the form, if you will, the, the all powerful ultimate form that God has too, and how it is, he is the I am. Okay. So the point is there's a, you know, a different view at times, uh, with ones that I've talked with over the years on how they really do view God and, and view God to such a different extent that again, anything that good or bad that happens in the world is never really ascribed one way or the other to God or even to his straight up enemy that has another essence of form as well, you see, in the spirit realm. But, you know, once again, for the most part, you can still, you know, uh, have conversations with persons. You know, you might even drink coffee with a person. You know, you can certainly uh, work on a bridge or anything, something like that. You, you see, it, it, it works like that. And so uh, with that being said, you know, one of the things that I've uh, tried to do over the years is always uh, when I run into these different ones that you will call enlightened ones or what have you, you know, our people have different motivations as to why they do the things they do and why they even treat certain persons in a, a particular way at times. See, it can have some emotions already wrapped up into it because of other persons that they've been associated with in their life. Other persons that they may have dearly loved in their life. And so even though this individual may not have had as much time with them as the persons that some of these ones even grew up with, there is a certain understanding again, if you will, where you just want to treat that person with respect even, you know, if it comes out to find out that the person is they're actually in the wrong while they've been disagreeing with you all along about even the essence of God. You see what I'm saying? So the point is, we know from the scriptures and the way that Jesus taught that we're supposed to always, you know, respond to people with a deep respect. You see, uh, um, word seasoned with salt, no matter who they are. Yet, as I said before, there's just a certain affinity with certain personalities, you see, that match with other ones that you may have grew up with, that you are dearly love, that it makes you want to do it that much more. Show them the respect that much more. Does that, does that make sense to you? Okay. So now with all that being said, you know, the statement uh, that I made recently, uh, because there are actually legal documents you see all throughout history about what structures what organizations if you will truly control the world from the you see corporate entities to even yes the spiritual entities yes there are legal documentation uh, that you can look up to find out all right who is at the very top? You can find out through that way. And so that was the reference was uh, too. But, you know, I went on to say further, though, that even with all of this uh, going on, the almighty God still has his paradise earth, you see, and his will being done 
throughout the earth. You see, everything will come to completion. And you heard me talk about this before. Uh, you see me show scriptures before. And that's why Jesus talked about happy are you who experience this because you will be filled. You will no longer be hungry. Uh, there are other scriptures that I talk about in Psalms uh, chapter two. There's a, a there's many other prophecies that point towards how the world will be in the days that we live in right now. Now, sometimes where people get confused at, as I said, and, and it's very understandable why uh, persons will be confused, is they'll read a prophecy, and because they have so much of a vast knowledge in other different types of uh, prophecies, and well studied in them that they may even read a prophecy. And I've seen this done more than once, uh, quite a bit, uh, um, quite a bit that they'll read a prophecy from God's word, the Bible. And because they got so much of that vast knowledge in other prophecies and, and other areas of life and astrology and things of that nature, uh, that they may, uh, uh, for whatever reason, misunderstand a certain verse you see and they may get like let's say if there's four verses they may end up getting getting three of them right but then getting the very uh primary first one incorrect which by getting that one actually you know uh misunderstood or oh, it just changes the whole tone of exactly what will be happening. It actually can turn from what is happening from, hey, this is still a good thing overall, you see, to, oh my goodness, we have no hope at all, you see. And when you hear items like that at times, you see, uh, this is when, um, you know, part of trying to be a follower of Christ, being dedicated uh, to Jesus, uh, to Jehovah, you see, if you will, that's where it comes in where it says, you know, if you want to know the accurate understanding of this, let me read this with you. And maybe you'll be able to see before I pointed it, pointed out where you misunderstood what you uh, said and why uh, the one point that you did misunderstood, this is the very point that is also happening, uh, that will give you hope, you see. And when I talk about hope, I say again, as Jesus talked about, uh, I told you these things, see, so that you won't be, you see, fearful like the rest of ones who don't know. And who don't know God at times. See, Paul would say things like that. The apostle Paul would say things like that at times. So, uh, what is that? Well, what I want to do, and remember I told you, it, it's been a while, uh, since I actually explained it, but the, but the whole point is, if you were to look at Revelation chapter six and you see this event happening in heaven, and this event, the time period, remember, I told you, uh, we go on for hours just talking about this whole book, you see, uh, of Revelation. Even in, in these next four verses, <laughs> another hour 
the you know, to say the least, uh, that we're going to read with four to five verses. But the whole point is this. This is something that has happened during our time period. And it started in the early 1900s, okay? Uh, the time period that many people even uh, mentioned, they used to call it the Great War, which ended up turning into what? A one on the end of that because another great war happened after that, uh, what, within 20 years or so of that happening or so, uh, or was it 30 years or so? Well, 1940. Uh, anyway, now the whole point is World War One, round about that time period. Okay. So let's just read what was happening during this time. In Revelation chapter six, it states, verse one, and I saw when the lamb opened one of the seven seals and I heard one of the four living creatures say with a voice like thunder, come. And I saw and look a white horse and the one seated on it had a bow and a crown was given him. And he went out conquering and to complete his conquest. Okay. What is this first horse here in Revelation chapter six, verses one and two is talking about. Uh, can you describe the first horse from what you read? Do you see that it's white? Did you notice that? Uh, did you see that the person uh, has a bow as well? And then notice what was on this person's head. Yes. A crown. Now what does a crown mean? A ruler. A king. Does it not? Um, what does white mean? In these instances. And when you read all throughout. Uh, what Jesus sermons. And you read about. Uh, revelation. About just the color white in general what does that mean to you you know you've heard me talk about holiness cleanness uh righteousness and things of that nature all of these are points that if we were to go throughout the bible you could see clearly that every descriptive meaning that this first rider on this horse got it was a positive you see Something that people actually look forward to seeing, you see. And so the whole point is, even during all the ravages that we'll read about in the next few verses that come after this king, is the reason why the king is going for first. And do you know who that king is? Well, normally I have you do your research, but this time I'm going to just go ahead and tell you. This is Jesus Christ. Remember, he has been enthralled as a king up in heaven. Did Jesus not say he would also come again? And, you know, and we could go on on so many verses. You see, that's why, like I said again, there's enough evidence in reading in the Bible about what Jesus would be doing during these days that we live in uh, that it becomes very, very clear, see, and even obvious that he is the rider that starts forth. 
And the thing about it is that happens after that, Jesus talked about some other prophecies you see in Matthew chapter 24. See, he already talked about things that would happen. And now we get another descriptive view of how it looks from heaven. You see, when these things that he said would happen in Matthew chapter 24, okay, now let me show you another prophecy on how it's looking again at the start of it and right from heaven itself. Because remember, you, I used to always say that all we're doing is seeing the results of whatever is happening in the spirit realm. We feel the effects of it in the physical realm. You remember that? All right. And so let's go ahead and read. We got horse number one. Uh, uh, you can once again read Revelation chapter six, verse one and two over and over so that it become embedded in your mind that, oh, this is Jesus. And how is he going forth conquering? Where well, again, he's going forth conquering because not only is he straightening out these enemies, you see, in the spirit realm and also, you see, the physical realm, but he's also making sure He's grabbing his people, you see. He's fighting for his people, you see. And think about this. Some people say chosen ones. And this is the only thing that I'm going to tell you about the chosen ones, okay? Because I don't want to say, when one person say chosen one, that all these other meanings and views are incorrect towards the many persons that use them. What I'm just going to say is you can be a chosen one and chosen for a different job, a different assignment, different class, if you will. When Jesus talked about the chosen ones or God talked about the chosen ones, he's talking about the ones who literally really go to heaven. Now, if you want to break down chosen ones in, an, in another way, we know about ones who will be in a great crowd, who also will be Mock to go right through the great tribulation with the opportunity, see, of never tasting death at all. Being chosen for that. They, you see, they stand for righteousness. Many persons today talk about chosen ones as you already already heard me said in the beginning. They look at them as enlightened people. People who understand the vast amount of knowledge. And you're just not going to uh, pull something over them very quickly about the state of the world and the way it really runs. And so that's why they are at times actually really picked for, again, even in the society today, not always so much even on a spiritual level, but just because of their skill set and their knowledge and their application of it, then it's like, no, we, we got to put you separate, you see, from the way that this world works in general, because it's people like you that we need to understand such things and implement good things. And well, you know, some people say opposite, but we're not going to tell. So I just want to tell you that, yes, um, you hear chosen ones a lot, but, but be assured Whatever the assignment or class is, which we know that, like I told you, there is a class that actually go to heaven, but still you got other ones that you might even call chosen that got the good sense that God gave them or how to use the knowledge that also, you see, 
God is bringing along. He's helping these ones, you see? So anyway, you know, put it this way. I don't get, you know, hung up so much on uh, that at all, but that's just, that's just me, you see? So anyway, we got the first horse. Then the second horse, it says, when he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, come. Another came out, a fiery colored horse, and it was granted to the one seated on it to take peace away from the earth so that they should slaughter one another. And he was given a great sword. See, all this happened around about 1914. Remember I told you the Great War. And during that time, technology was used and implemented in a way to cause mass destruction that was never done before in that time. You see? And I cannot remember, but it was some stats uh, are done about the wars that have happened since that time have been so destructive that already more people have died. You see, if you just tried to put all the fighting and everything else that was going on throughout the centuries, you see, it didn't compare to nothing to all the people that have started really died and accumulated since that time period, even down to that day. And see, and this was already figured out, even I believe by the 1980s already, uh, the amount of people that had already died from the wars that happened in this century. Well, last, last century now. Okay. It was, uh, once again, a very bad century. All right. And when I say very bad, I'm not saying bad is good. You see, no, it was very bad. All right. So that was the war. You see, the horse that would cause, you see, wars and rumors of wars. You see, you heard about that, uh, all the fighting and things of that nature. And then when we go on to, uh, uh, let me see, verse five. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, come. And I saw and looked a black horse and the one seated on it had a pair of scales in his hand. I heard what sounded like a voice in the midst of the four living creatures say, a quarter wheat for a denarii and three quarts of barley for a denarii, a denarius. And do not harm the olive oil and the wine. You see, now what this was describing here was we do see today high prices, price gouging. Uh, uh, people would say, remember, if since it was black, uh, okay, the way that it's used in here, you see, it is, it's representing what? Uh, bad things and it can all be accumulated as far as you got um, food shortages uh, price hikes uh, you know you don't get your money's worth and all sorts of other things but but let me read this other point out here and then I'll put those two together so it says um, in verse 7 when he opened the fourth seal I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say come and I saw and looked a pale horse and the one seated on it had the name death 
and the grave was closely following and authority was given them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with a long sword and with food shortages and with deadly plague and by the wild beasts of the earth. And see, and all that does is just reaffirm what I already shared with you. But you can see by this uh, fourth horse again that it said it was a pale horse and the one seated on it was Dell. And so this is the prophecy that goes on to show that people would also be, you see, dying from the food shortages and deadly, deadly plagues. Okay. Deadly plagues. Now, you can see these four horses that we just went through. The first one I told you represented Jesus Christ. The second one represented war, basically, you know, all that fighting. The third one came with the uh, black horse, which really goes to show, uh, again, uh, I, I guess people would call it, like I said, a, a famine, not, not enough food or what have you. And, and yet at the same time, even price gouging and things of that nature as well in there. And then you have the last horse. Uh, which goes on to talk more about death again and how it would use plagues and pestilence on the people. Okay. So even with all these other things going on, I, you know, I referenced the first horse again because through it all, uh, the king, Jesus Christ is riding forth as well. You see, uh, fighting for his people, protecting his people, uh, upholding God's name and everything um, else, you see. Now, how many of you remember when I used to say again, and, and that's why I want to emphasize this statement, that prophecy and good things are going to happen in spite of what any man or anybody does. And remember I used to talk about how some people They'll get to uh, reading this or that at times. And they actually start thinking within themselves on, I got to make this prophecy work. I got to do this. I got to do that. You see what I'm saying? And the whole point is, oh, oh yeah. Um, I do appreciate when Jesus just said what his disciples would be doing and they would be doing a work of what? Preaching and teaching. That's their job. And any who would accept, they make disciples out of them. See, that's their job. That's Jesus' followers' job. It is a job filled with peacefulness. What is the job not? It is not a job of being a military commander, you see. Uh, it is not a job of calculating and scheming in order to try to make a certain prophecy come about. Because remember, when I say certain things are going to happen in spite of what person's doing, all the bad things actually happening in the world are supposed to be coming from the person's who are enemies of God, you see, uh, persons who fall for their schemes and things of that nature, not the sanctuary itself.
okay? And some people, uh, which I'm not going to go into, uh, may feel a little bit different once they do the research on how the world is really run and how it's really set up, you see. But I told you there's actually a prophecy going along those lines as well, which I won't go into today. But it is when to go. And that's why it, this gives me an opportunity to get right back now to the reason and the ways that I've always done uh, the parkbooks.com website. Yes. Now, uh, now this one is not a plug. This is really to give you some insight as to why I've conducted my professionalism the way that I always have and why I'm big on correspondence. You see, I'm big on, uh, you know, a certain protocol to initiate contacts and things of that nature. Uh, because the few times in my life that, you know, that I didn't use those type of, uh, protocols, it just seemed like the days that we live in, um, it just leaves too much room, uh, for, uh, some people said just a mess. And so the point is, I say again, if somebody's really just that serious, uh, they're going to go to minds.com forward slash parkbooks, uh, crypto, you see, and get the ball rolling there. You know, that, you know, and just like, uh, I just want to use another expression where Jesus said one time, he said, you know, if you're ashamed of me or you deny me, then I'll be ashamed of you and deny you in front of my father, you see. And that's just a, a thought, you know, to leave with the person. Now, so with all that being said, that's why I wrote the post too about your ownership or your owned faith. And that just gives you some insight as to why I do things the way uh, that I do. You see, it's, it's actually, once again, another form of my breastplate of armor, if you will, as it talks about in Ephesians, that I protect my conscience, you see, um, I protect my faith, you see. And the point is, as you've come to notice too, as a professional, uh, uh, people know how to, you know, give and take, as they put it. But, you know, when, as I've talked about before, about even health matters, I know there are certain things that because of the way that the world is, that's why God has given us our conscience that own, that is only owned by him and let no one trample upon it. Okay. And so th there was one other uh, point that I want to mention about, you know, that's why for some of us, just like I said uh, uh, before, uh, there's been many persons that when it was something that really was there, you know, a, a brother or sister in the faith. And if it's something that was going to really, uh, you know, put a brother or sister out or just was going to really, you know, hurt them or what have you. But it was something that they said they really desired or needed at times. There were some people that was like, hey, you know, okay, you need, you can have it. I'm not going to charge you. For this or that. But see, if you notice, uh, just that what I just described there, it was still already a lot of dignity and respect that was done with the process in the first place. You see, um, nobody was trying to be sneaky or anything of that nature. So that's just a, a, another thought anyway. So 
There you go. If um, you want to know enlightened ones, <laughs> or some people might say even chosen ones, uh, what their prophecy uh, entailed about the days that we live in, I really want to emphasize that through the actions and conquering of Jesus preaching work and what he's doing in the spirit realm of, like I said, even protection and things of that nature. Hey, all these other aspects of what he said in Matthew chapter 24, he said, now they starting when I come, you see, come back as they, as they put it, uh, when I come back, which I told you he did back in 1914 and it's, it's still going on all in the spirit realm. Then, Everything else that you heard me mention, Matthew chapter 24, is going to fall right behind me. It's just going to happen that way. But the whole point is, it's going to be following because he's cleaning up mess, you see. And his assignment that he gave his people, preach, teach, make disciples, and be encouraging, helpful in that way. How do we know? Because if you read the book of James as well, it was talking about, well, what really is a Christian person? And they were saying that person would look after widows and orphans. That person would make sure, too, that they would never price gouge anybody. They would pay the person's wages. They won't be you know, withholding person's wages for this or that. You see? So everything that was pertaining to his disciples, his sanctuary, dealt in. Learning the ways of peace. Being prepared for the paradise earth. This was a Perceptive Readers. Thank you for being here this week. And I'll see you next week. Have a very wonderful day. Bye-bye. You have just listened to the Perceptive Readers Podcast. Remember, until next time, if you read something that encourages you to improve or enhance your life for the better, it becomes your reality. <laughs>